What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, as always, we it's, we are going to tell you who is waiver wire worthy. We're going to talk about all the matchups that happened this past week. Also, talk a little bit about the NBA action. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Cast, cast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex with Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. What's up, Party People? Welcome, 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 welcome in to another fantastic, exciting, informative, and always entertaining episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau Podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here my co-host, live and direct, with much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, beer face? What's up, beer face? Are you feeling like somewhat superhero-ish today? Or Halloween is a couple days from now. Oh, so you're macho manish. I don't know what I am. I am a little bit of everything. Okay. All right. So, you know, kind of a renaissance kind of man. Okay. I get it. Yeah, man. What's up, Flex? How's it going? Speaking of Halloween, what are you going to dress up as? What am I going to dress up? That was the most question likely, I asked. Yes. Most likely, I'm not dressing up. You got to dress up. I'm sorry. You got to work. All right, Captain Obvious. Okay. Captain Obvious. Captain Obvious is a good costume from Motel.com. And then you can start saying some obvious questions. And it's like, hi, table for two. Oh, good, because you are in a restaurant. You're in a <laughs> restaurant. And there's two of you. There are two of you. So you do need a table for two. You came, Luckily, in, you came in here. So I yes. expect, I'm i assuming you guys are hungry. Yes. Yeah, you can start saying like that. You know, like stuff like that. Like It's like, would you like to get something to drink? You know what I mean? And then like, I would like the froze. That means that you like watermelon or something. You know, it's like. Yeah, that'd be. It could be annoying too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also the funny part of it. You know? <laughs> the wrong is always worth the funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the wrong is worth like, the funny. Oh, you want chicken mojo? So you do like chicken? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly what it is. So you would say, "I will have the churrasco." Oh, so you are not a vegetarian? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. stuff like that. You could start saying, you know. Um. And, yeah. And what are you dressing up as? Uh I'm still debating. Dwight Schrute is on my mind, probably. Uh, but I was I also... Love, I love me some Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute's the man. But uh, also, I was thinking about... Um, but if you dress up like Dwight, Dwight Schrute, you have to do, like, crazy stuff that he would do. I have to, like... You have to enact. You have to be him. You have to live him. So, like, I have to, like, Let's, sabotage you somehow to try to get you fired? So let... <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're a gym? Well, no, because I'm Captain Obvious. No, but, but... As if you were Jim, I meant. But... Let's say a server's doing a bad job or something happened. You have to like go leaps, jump leaps and bounds, yeah, and correct it because he does. He's he's known to be like the overcorrection guy, right? Of course, yeah, the exaggerated guy. Over- <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, something like that where you just exaggerate and then just pop up out of nowhere. It's like here's your steak knife. It's like people complain about having no date for Valentine's Day. False. February fourteenth is a date. <laughs> <laughs> You know, stuff like that about like you know being false. Like I, I, I got a brush show with my Battlestar Galactica. 
Okay, okay. All that stuff. So uh, you defeated me. Yes, I did. I did. I did. By the way, I most likely will be Punisher or Dead Mouse again for this year for Halloween. But yes, I did. I defeated you in our Dynasty League. Uh, so, you know, take that. <laughs> Ow, that hurts. Wear it. Uh, yeah, no, I won. Uh, your team did not do that well. No. Were you uh, missing any key players this week besides your quarter? No, you, no, your quarterback. I lost Kerryon Johnson. Yeah. And you paid the world, Chico, for uh, for Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. I paid the world for Ty Johnson, another one as well. Didn't Ouch. I did not play him, though. Even though I paid. <laughs> I you couldn't. I had play. no space to play him. All right. My my three other running backs that I had playing in the league were, well, I played him in one league. Sorry. In one league where I got him, but in the league where I paid, I had $795 left on my fab. I paid 600 bucks for him. So out of that 600, I did not play him because my other three running backs for the week were James Conner, Josh, Good. Josh Jacobs, Good. and Latavius Murray. Great. Yeah. So <laughs> and it, the guy I was playing against, he tells me, he was like, you know, he was all like, um, he was like, he was like, uh, he was like, damn, that was a great pickup, bro. I'm like, Murray, I drafted him, man. I was like, I drafted him. Latavius Murray, he's like drafted. Yeah, no, that was a good pickup. Yeah. I almost <laughs> lost that 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 uh that game. I almost lost that game. So let me wait with Connor Jacobs and Murray. I was so I was down. Well, all right. I guess you could say almost because I was projected to win by only two. I was down about thirty six points with with uh, James Connor and Mason Rudolph going. I was down thirty six points, but let me read you my whole team, right? So you know James Con- James Conner, Mason Rudolph. I have Mason Rudolph playing for the week. Usually Philip Rivers has been my quarterback, and he's very consistent. But anyways, James Conner, Josh Jacobs, my three wide receivers are Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. That is a dangerous trio. Yeah. I almost lost that matchup with that. I I know it kept going through my head. You know that song "Brain Damage" by Eminem. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, I kept thinking in my head because like I made these trades. Like I traded away all these players to get DeAndre Hopkins. I traded away all these players to get Michael Thomas. Like I made all these moves, and these are all like all these like these bench players that I had. And all I said in my head was, "I already gave you my lunch money. What more do you want from me?" You know, like I felt like I was being bullied. <laughs> yeah, and that's all that went in my head. I already gave you my lunch money. What more do you want from Brain me? Brain damage. Ever since the day <laughs> I was born. Brain damage. No drugs. What do you used to say I was on? <laughs> I, I love the part where it goes like it goes like um. Like, I was like, oh, he's like, oh, he talking about his leg. He's like, like plus, like, my, my tummy aches. It hurts leg. I thought it said it was your tummy. Oh, I mean, it is, but I also have a bum knee. <laughs> I thought you said it was your tummy. Anyways, I, rem- I, I remember just off topic. I know we're, we're talking very, about that's this. That's fine. So I remember when I bought that album. Back in 97. Slim Shady, right? Yeah. I bought that album. All my friends listen to, you know, they're Queens guys. So they listen to Mob Deep. AZ. I bought that album too. Nas. They listen to all these like street rap. And I come with Eminem one day when we play hooky. If you don't know what play hooky is, yeah, uh, so when you cut school. Pretty sure they know. And I brought this album. And I was like, I was just introducing my friends. It came friends out in 99. I thought it came to out. Eminem. High school. I was in high school. All right. I thought it came out in 97. And my friends couldn't jive with it. I'm like, yo, this guy is nuts. Nuts. <laughs> He's nuts. His wordplay, his flow, the story, the storytelling, his metaphors. I'm, I, these guys weren't getting it until like later on. They're like, oh, and, I, we and then it. when you dyed Slim your Shady. hair blonde, I'm, I'm gonna listen to some shady after this. And then you dyed your hair blonde. I did. Yeah, yes. I dyed my I, hair. blonde. I know you did. I'm letting everybody else know you had yeah. your hair blonde like some shady when you had hair. 
when I had hair. Now you're just bald. All right. So moving on. Yeah, you defeated me. Okay, congratulations there. How are you doing in all your leagues now? So the one where I have uh, the, that crazy trio of Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas, I, that is the one I'm doing the worst. Well, I'm, uh, also the league that I run with Kento, I'm doing pretty bad. But, you know, I had a slew of injuries. and uh, Just blame it on Kento. Sure, I could do that. But uh, it's not, you know, it's not going to get me anywhere. But the point was is that I, um, I, I, I am currently now with this win. I won that week with that with that trio, and I'm three and five in that league. But that's why I made all those moves because I had to get you know I had to do something. So I'm three and five in that league. Uh, I'm another league where I'm five and four. Wait, does that make sense? No, I'm. Five. It's like you know what I'm saying right now. I'm three and five, and then um five and three. There you go, and then um four and four, and then in the dynasty one, I'm uh six and two, I believe. Yeah. So I'm doing uh, pretty good overall. Overall, overall, I'm 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 doing all right. I'm four and four in three leagues. Five, no, five and three in that one. The dynasty. I'm four and four in three leagues. I'm top of the division in my dynasty league, TBD dynasty league, and in the rookie league, I'm in third place. Damn. So I'm doing good. I in the in the FYPM league, I was uh. I think one and three or one and four, mm-hmm. and I won three straight. And we so, play each other again in that league this week. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, like this is one of those weeks where, where you know when you're in multiple leagues and it just like it hurts you like in some ways. So like I um I wouldn't mind if you won because of the fact that I also have DeAndre Hopkins, I also have John New Smith, and I also have um who else? I had somebody else going that you oh James Conner, but you benched them. You know, so uh, I have I have those three guys going in the other league where I'm three and five, and I made all those trades. Well, I have to win. I'm still like if the playoffs started today, I wouldn't make it with that three with that trio. I need to make it. So, well, let's see, let's see how it goes. Let's see. Right now, I am projected to defeat you. Yeah, don't worry. If about Tevin it. Coleman has another game like he did last week, wow! And he plays against Arizona this week. Tevin Coleman had an amazing game. Oh, obviously, because uh, Breida was out, but. Rita might be out again. I know. Uh, 37.8 points by Tevin Coleman. Congratulations. And Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson had what? Uh, not Jeff but he Wilson. Also, yeah, Wilson. Not, no, uh, Robert Mostert. No, Robert, Robert Mostert's going to play. Jeff Wilson's also hurt. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, how many touches do you think Tevin Coleman had in that game? 24? 20, 24 touches? 13. Oh, okay. 13 touches. Yeah, he did good with it. And against a good defense, too, against Carolina. 13 touches. So he was averaging, what, like three points per touch? Whatever it was. <laughs> per per touch, he was averaging three points. That's efficiency. Look at CMC. CMC did great, too, against a stout defense. Mm-hmm. 27.5 points. He's, you know, I know some people, I know some people benched him. You cannot bench a player like his caliber. Who benched CMC? Who did that? Where? In my standard league, someone benched him. Somebody benched him? Why? I don't understand that. They should not play fantasy football. Yeah. What are they doing? Who told them to do that? Who? who, who? Not not BF. Brain damage. Ever since the day I was born. (laughs) Yeah, so. I got to get that drop now. No, that has to be a drop now. Brain damage. Yeah, someone benched him. I know it's the Niners. Niners is number two defense, best defensive team. Can't believe I picked them up off the waiver wire in our dynasty league. And they're doing good, man. Yeah. Oh man. 
Anyway. Anyhow. Um, so, yeah. So, let's go over some, I guess, some news, what's going around the league. Uh, I know the big news, which is going on. We'll find out some more clarity on it today about the James Conner situation, which, of course, I was pissed about uh, the fact that and how... Um, he was hurt on like a play within like the last like minute of the game. And it was just terrible how he got hurt like that. And now he has, he was arm was in a sling at the end of practice. He did not speak to the media after practice. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Broncos quarterback, Joe Flacco was on a second opinion from is getting a second opinion from Jack Kelly today based on the initial, on the initial read that he could be out for five to six weeks. Sources say surgery is unlikely and his career is not in jeopardy. However, Denver does have a roster decision to make. So, uh, going with that about uh, Joe Flacco, five to six weeks, but getting a second opinion to see where it goes with that. Pick up, <clears throat> pick up the Browns. Defense going against the Broncos, probably. Uh, the Lions are asking for a uh, quarterback. Darius Slay has a, remained incredibly high, so they did not see him getting traded today, nor has there been any indications of the Giants moving to Norris Jenkins. So it looks like they're going to be staying. Um, Yeah, so you guys, like I, was, like I said about James Conner, about his shoulder injury. Uh, let's see what's going on here more in the news as well. Ravers, uh, Willie Sneed signed a one-year extension for $6 million, fully guaranteed. So he's there to stay with them. Uh, Matt Ryan looks like he'll be there to come come back to play after his bye week this week. A lot of teams are on a bye this week. Yeah, Schaub did a good job. Yeah, Schaub did it right. He did not bad. He didn't do Matt bad. Matt Moore, too. Matt Moore also did a pretty good job, yeah. It was a pretty good game. That was a good game against the Packers. I don't know if you caught that game. That was a pretty good game. I caught the end of it. I saw bits of it. It was pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> Darius Geis was a participant at practice the other day. They saw him in full participation with gear coming off the field. Uh, and now the team is targeting the end of the bye for his return to the game. So uh, that's also, a, you know, <clears throat> for anybody who's has Adrian Peterson and has used Adrian Peterson as one of their RBs, might be a little bit of a jeopardy there if Darius Geis comes back to play. It's a good pickup for this week. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, let's see what's going on. And that's pretty much it for the news that's going around. The biggest news I think of the week was about the Joe Flacco thing. And then now, uh, oh, and of course, uh, the car, um, the running back, uh, Chase Edmonds, will li- likely miss a few weeks with a hamstring strain. Uh, with David Johnson also banged up. This explains the today's the yesterday's trade with uh, Kenyon Drake, who was in line for a big role Thursday night against the 49ers. I don't understand why they traded for Kenyon Drake. It's not like they're competing for the division at the moment. That's why they felt like they could get him maybe for not that much, but they gave away like a fourth or fifth round pick. Or something yeah, like that, right? which is still valuable. Yeah, I know. It's still valuable for a running back that most likely is a rental. rental? He's going to be a rental running back. Right. You have David Johnson. You have Chase Edmonds, who's under contract. And the only thing that I could think of is maybe they're not really convinced with Chase Edmonds, so they want to give Kenyon Drake I don't see a how, shot. I don't see how you can't be after his performance. I mean, he got hurt, but... It, it, it's to, to me, I don't understand why would you trade for a running back if you're not really competing for a playoff spot. They still and need you one. have a dreadful, dreadful schedule coming up. The Niners twice in like in the span of three weeks. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. But um, but still, it's just you know it's funny. It's like I I started last week and I thought I was like oh good because I had I've had. In my other league, Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon were like my only running backs. And I was like, and that's a 14-team league. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Joe Mixon. What a headache it is to have a guy like that. He and scores touchdowns, though. Somehow, this he is salvages. before last week. Okay. 
This is before Sunday. And then I got, I'm like, all right, good. David Johnson's out. Boom. Chase Edmonds, you're going in. What? And I picked up Ty Johnson? Man, I am good with running backs now. Damn it. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Chase Edmonds like 2.8 points. What the hell, man? <laughs> Joe Mixon. And then Ty Johnson. Like, yeah, 17 Joe, and Joe Mixon on my bench with 17 points. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. It just, you just had the bad luck there. You had the short end of the stick there, Flex. Sorry about that. That was that was insane that that happened like that. And I think somebody else did good at my bench, too, that I had. I don't remember. Anyhow. All right. So let's talk about the big winners, the big losers of this week who just passed up. Uh, you got to talk about this guy. Uh, Cooper Cup. What? Chill out, man. Yeah, man. The Dynasty draft. I remember I picked up Robert Woods and I, and I instantly regretted not going for Cooper Cup. And it's killing me now. Every week, well, at least the last couple of weeks, it wasn't a reminder because, you know, he had, he's he been off. But this week, this past week, uh, it just reminded me why I did not pick up this fellow. Cooper Cup is the guy, the alpha for the Rams wide receiver car. Seven receptions for Jesus Christ for 220 yards and a touchdown. Chill out. You know why I said chill out with two? Was I, I told my boy Jose, happy birthday to Jose, by the way. His birthday was yesterday. Happy belated birthday to him. And I told him, I was like, yo, and I texted Jose. I was like, yo, Mike Evans, chill the F out. Calm down. Relax. Sit back. This guy with 11 receptions, 198 yards, and two touchdowns. Once again, dominating and showing that he is the wide receiver one for the team, not Chris Godwin. Who who's ahead in fantasy points right now overall? Yeah, yeah. Before you jump the gun right now, because right now it's still Chris Godwin. Okay, so who's number one right now? It's still no, right. no, he's not number one. He's number three. No, overall. no, but who's uh, on the who's team? Ahead of the team? Yeah, but okay, so but he's Mike, still number one. But Mike Evans, no, just because no, because Mike Evans has still shown that he could still like be the number one wide receiver one for this team. You know he's. What's going on is that Chris Godwin oh, okay. is getting you matched up with the corner, the mm-hmm. best cornerback, because mm-hmm. they know who's the better wide receiver. So Mike Evans is going against the second best corner matchup. He's not getting shadowed, so he's you know he's a, he's going to exploit that, of course. But Chris Godwin, don't worry about it. By the end of the season, he's going to have more fantasy points than Mike Evans. Regardless, they're both two good wide receivers to have. They're going to be uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers most likely going to be, be playing from behind. You got Jameis Winston, who's the turnover machine. <laughs> well, he had two intos, two fumbles again. Thank God I have the, t- the tightest defense. Ah, uh, man. He's wh- whoever he faces in defense, just pick them up. He's going to instantly give you eight points, which will help you with the points allowed. That guy is a turnover machine. But yeah, Mike Evans Big had time. a monster game, man. Kenny Galladay, Kenny G. Kenny G looking good. Yep. He's and you know who's uh who also did good is uh Amendola. Danny Amendola. Yeah, Danny Amendola pretty pretty good. He yeah. ended up as a wide receiver seventeen for week eight, and he had eight targets, eight receptions, a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. He he gave you seventeen point five fantasy points. Um he he's a good pickup, I think, in waiver for waiver wire uh, week nine. He might be. I mean, there's a there's, a, there's a, a a good amount of wide receivers, like significant names that I'd be missing for for the for the week nine bye week. So check it out. So you got uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, 
Michael Thomas. That is a good amount of wide receivers that you're missing with the Falcons, Bengals, Rams, and Saints all being out this week. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so Amendola is a good pickup. Christian Kirk, he's back. Are we going into the waiver wire? Pick no, up sorry. About okay, that. Is, that, is that what we're doing now? Right, who else? Who else uh, has done? We can great? do it if you want. No, 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 no. Deontay Johnson also uh, had a good game. You know, I know he. I know he played against the Dolphins, but seven targets, five receptions, eighty-four yards, with a touchdown. He provided nineteen point four fantasy points for you. Went against the Dolphins. I understand. Dolphins, but <laughs> that, yeah, but uh. He seems like he's the second of the wide receiver two for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Johnny not James Johnson, Washington. Yeah. I felt really bad yesterday, by the way. So I guess I got to apologize to, to my boy Ramsey. So I felt bad because when you and I were having our managers meeting yesterday at work, me, you, and Muhammad, he texted me. Shout out to Muhammad. Shout out to Muhammad. He texted me. Uh, who should I play, Devontae Parker or Deontay Johnson? And I would have, and I was in the middle of the meeting, so I couldn't respond because we were in the middle of talking about stuff. So I was like, all right, you know, I saw it. I was like, I'll respond later after this meeting. I forgot to respond. And I would have 100% said Deontay Johnson. Uh, you know me and Devontae Parker. Yeah, you don't like Devontae no, Parker. No, I would have 100% said Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson was chilling on his bench at the time with 19 points, and then he had Devontae Parker with four points, and he was down overall in the game by two points. I'm like, yo, if you would have put Deontay Johnson in, you would have won. He ended up winning. He would have went to sleep early. He's like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I he, can go to sleep now. He, had, he ended up still winning. He ended up still winning. Oh, he ended up winning? Yeah, he ended up still getting like that other two, the other three points that he needed. He got like four more points. But he lost Parker. sleep. He lost sleep. Yeah. Because he, he would, could probably went to sleep at he halftime. Had, he'd be like, all right, I'm good. He had unnecessary stress. Yeah. But I would have, that's why I felt bad. And because it's my wife's best friend that I told her, I was like, damn, I feel bad. I didn't respond to Ramsey. He didn't get it. Uh, so with D.D. Westbrook, you didn't mention D.D. Westbrook with his injury. I did not. You're right. That was another one with his injury. Yes. So where I'm getting at is Chris Conley ended up having a good game. Seven targets, four receptions with 103 yards and a touchdown. He actually outscored your boy, D.J. Shark, by not only .4 points, but still significant. He might be someone, you know, to think about as well. But, yeah, he's uh, he had a good game. Any other? Uh, well, Kenny Galladay had a fantastic game from a great show up from the other, from, you know, the past week. You know, hopefully, like they're going back and forth, which means that this week is Marvin Jones' time, which I need him to go off this week now because he's playing in, in for Michael Thomas. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, uh, Kenny Galladay had a fantastic game against the Giants. You know, and uh, hopefully that Michael Gallup has that you know kind of game too. Josh Reynolds also with Brandon Cooks with his concussion. He stepped in and had a decent game. Three receptions, 73 yards with a touchdown. Uh, Christian Kirk coming back from his from his game, from his injury, had also a pretty good game. Also with uh, eight receptions, 79 yards. Uh, you know, 17.8 fantasy points after a game being injured for so long to come back and to put on that kind of performance. The biggest upset about it was for him to come back and you know and put that performance to see Larry Fitzgerald not put on any kind of performance. That yeah, was a sad thing to see. Yeah, like, Larry Fitzgerald hasn't uh, been doing that great the last couple of weeks. No. Debo Samuel, someone that also came back from injury, he had a decent showing with 13.8 fantasy points. He actually rushed a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he had a couple of targets, receptions with 41 yards. Wait, wait, not 41 yards. Sorry about that. Where are you? I'm right here. Oh, yeah, no. He had 19, 19 yards? I guess 19 yards, buddy. What helped him was the Russian touchdown that he had. 
They're just rushing the ball there with the Niners. They're just grabbing wide receivers, running backs. Like, here, just rush the ball. Yeah. And, and, uh, Tevin Coleman, what a game. Tevin Coleman? Yeah, he had a great game. Who else? Aaron Jones, who I traded away for Michael Thomas, which, you know, we'll see how it goes long term. But <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, that's fine. Well, I have him in two leagues. Yeah, Michael so. Thomas is number one wide receiver. You're fine. And uh, Aaron Jones is, if, if it's not 50-50, it's 60-40 with Jamal Williams. He's going to get his shot. Aaron Jones is the better running back amongst the two. Mm-hmm. But they like to have that timeshare in Green Bay, and that's that could be frustrating, especially – Week in, week out, where you see Jamal Williams maybe outscoring Aaron Jones, and you know those are points that Aaron Jones could have easily scored and had maybe even more because he's much more efficient. So at least you taking that away from you, that that thought, that uh, that frustration. Yeah, Michael Thomas, you don't have to worry about. He's the lead head dog there, the alpha for the Saints. You got Breeze back. You're good. Yeah, but I gave up Tyler Lockett also. Tyler Lockett, I know. You gave up a lot. That, but, I, I think it was but, a pretty fair trade, though. You gave up a lot, but when when you're talking about one of the best players in fantasy, you have to give up a lot. You know what's one thing I always wanted to mention? You have about? to give up a lot. You know what's one thing I wanted to mention since we're on the topic, and I think it's a good topic to talk about, is the trading situation. So this is this is one thing that always bothered me, right? Like uh somebody offered me the other day like Will Fuller for Marvin Jones, which of course I did not accept that. Will Fuller after he got hurt? Yeah, this is like last week he offered Doesn't me. Doesn't make sense. Right, yeah. right. But the point was this, even if he's healthy. I'm like, these are two wide receivers that pretty much put up the same points. I like, can have the same kind of ceiling. Like, they kind of cancel each other out. You know what I mean? I'm like, I always thought trades like that were so dumb. I mean, I get it. Maybe one person believes in that person more than, you know, Will Fuller, more than Marvin Jones. And that's how they, I, I'd rather have, I'd rather have it's this. The whole concept of the buy low, buy like, sell high, you know, that's, that's but, what's going in in that thought process. Also, sometimes they throw that as, Hey, listen, I'm interested in Marvin Jones. Maybe you're not willing to trade him for Will Fuller. No, no, but no, no. maybe there's a conversation that we could start and have it because I am very interested in Marvin Jones. No, no, that's I, what I do sometimes. Sometimes is it's especially with like the ESPN app. There's some players that I don't know in the league. It's 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 not the best for communication. So I have to constantly just send trades and see if they fish and maybe go back and forth. Because if not, I had to contact the commissioner, tell him, hey, listen, give me the contact of this person. Unless you're in the chat. It, it's easier. Deals get done when you text or chat with someone. Yeah, of course. Because that's how I got both my deals done for DeAndre Hopkins. You go and back and forth, back and forth until you figure it <clears throat> out. Because sometimes when you propose trades, it just it just gets declined and that's it. Or you the, try the, to like. The conversation ends there. Yeah, or you just try to get something else out of it at the end. Like I when the guy told me, give me John Brown, and I just try to get little, little last things in there. And then I just told them. All right, fine. Let's do this. Just whoever you're gonna drop, just throw in there for me too. And I had to tell him that. So then he ended up, you know, because if I didn't tell him that, he probably would just dropped Adrian Peterson instead of giving me Adrian Peterson. Yeah. So, but the point was is that uh, I still don't. You what, don't like the position. I don't like yeah. precision, precision. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't see that need. Like there was another trade too where. So this is the first offer. Tell me who wins this one, and you'll see what, what I'm talking about. Team A offered Dalvin Cook. Austin Hooper and Kirtland Sutton for Ezekiel Elliott, Zach Ertz, and T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I have to go with Team B, I think. 
Team B wins or loses? Wins, right? Because yeah. they're getting what they're getting back, right? They're getting Austin Hooper and all that. I would say that. I mean, he loses in wide receiver because T.Y. Hilton's better than Curlin Sutton. But I'm just thinking in my mind, I'm like, but they all cancel each other out. Like, way, this, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's Dalvin tough. Cook like, is if he, I, I just pick, I'm like, ah, maybe Team B. But Dalvin Cook is number one running back. So you're training for number Zeke. Number two. Number two? Zeke's number seven. Who's number one? Christian McCaffrey. Oh, all right. I thought oh, was, yeah, yeah, right, right. So Dalvin Cook, number two running back, and then you're training for Ezekiel Elliott, who's number seven. And then you're training T.Y. Hilton for Cutler Sutton, and then Hooper for Ertz. So Hooper, I mean, granted, Hooper is number one and doing way better than Ertz at the moment, but still. like I, Ertz, think, I think Hooper is uh, a better way, tight end. Way better tight end right now. Yeah, way better. For the season. Because also you got to think Dirk Cutter is the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And... If we know one thing about Dirk Cutter, he likes to throw to tight ends. He did that with, when he was the head coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. He was actually, O.J. Howard was actually an uh, impactful ga- uh, player. You know, he made a, a, he had a prominent role with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he was the head coach. Mm. And Cameron Braid at the same time. So, I, I, I like Hooper more. It seems like, you know, I'm, we're going off top topic about Ertz at least. It seems that Goddard is the one that, like, two weeks in a row already he has touchdowns. And Goddard is going 50-50 with the snaps with Ertz. I don't know if it's going to be the change of the guard in the tight end position in the Eagles' uh, offense or it's just Ertz having, uh, you know, a tough time at the moment. But, you know, it's it's debatable. But, yeah, you know, I initially said Team B, but I think Team A has the better team. But it's tough. Because you're kind of canceling each other out. You just, you're training a wide receiver, a running back, and a tight end. Right. That well, that's the, the the whole point of the conversation is talking about. Like, I I don't understand sometimes trades like this. Like, I like I I always see trades more, and I don't. I don't think a lot of people don't see it. They, they go too much by name. Sometimes they go too much by like the name and what the name does, and like how big the name is, and, and, and you have to get so much more for that name. But fantasy football, you don't get points for what your name is. You get points for what that person does with the points. I have to see for what they do on the field. So it's like, all right, like, for example, I got DeAndre Hopkins and I gave the guy DJ Chark, Mark Andrews, and AJ Green. All those three alone are going to score more points than DeAndre Hopkins. AJ Com- Green's yet to well, be seen. If, if you say combined, yes. But that's the point I'm trying to say is that you're giving up this one player and you this is positions you need to fill throughout your field. Like, you know, he needed he desperately needed a tight end. His tight end was TJ Hawkinson, you know? He got DJ Shark, which kind of a replacement for DeAndre Hopkins fantasy wise. And then he got the potential with AJ Green. So he figures, okay, I'm spreading the points out a little bit more. Same thing with this guy that I gave up for Michael Thomas. I gave him Aaron Jones and Tyler Lockett. Okay. They're both really good. They're both you gonna paid end up a hefty price. I paid a hefty price before a name. So I was a, but I was able to do that because of the fact that I had other players. I had James Conner. I had I was deep. I had James Conner. I had Josh Jacobs. I had Devin Singletary, Latavius Murray, Ty Johnson, who was still a you know uh, question mark at the time. But still, I thought I had a starting running back at the time. He still might be. He still could be. But, but the point is, is that I could have just gave myself a wide receiver one, the wide receiver one, but I had to give up throughout. You know that my my field a little bit, but at the same time goes. So let's just say if I would have kept Aaron Johnson, I would have more than likely probably benched Josh Jacobs. Aaron Jones. The, Aaron Jones, excuse me. If I would have kept Aaron Jones, I would have more than likely benched Josh Jacobs, but I would have been left with that decision. Oh man, like 
I have four startable running backs right now. I can only start three. What, what am I going to do here? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I had that, that all season that, long with this team. That is a good problem, though. <laughs> no, it's a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless is that this is why, like, if I traded this if I traded this little package away for this one wide receiver, I don't have that problem. But the point is this, is that people want to look at trades for a name. Oh, you're giving me not enough. But just the points they put up. You know, like, if 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 I was to say I'm giving you somebody like Leonard Fournette, you know what I mean? It's not like a real sexy name, but he's a top five running back right now. And he's putting up points consistently. He's putting up 18 points a game. And it's just, it's, it's you know, you, you package that in with somebody else to get like a Michael Thomas maybe. But the point is, is just that I don't, I wouldn't look at the trades like, oh, that's not fair because nah, Michael Thomas is the man. Yeah, Michael Thomas may be the man, but these three other players are still going to spread the points throughout your entire team. You know, you got to see what your team needs, what your team needs to fill. So I just think that sometimes so many people go just look at just name based alone and you just think just the name alone. Like it's like, for example, there's one guy that I was trying to trade him. Uh, his running backs at the moment are Frank Gore and Jordan Howard. Okay. Jordan Howard. Okay. He's not too bad. He's doing all right, but he's inconsistent. Frank Gore is not a good running back to have. I mean, you could do worse, I guess, like Joe Mixon, except for last week, but he's not the worst. Very shallow running back position for him. He, he yeah. Jordan Howard RB two and Frank Gore fringe. Those are his best RB3. RBs. Those are his best RBs. Yeah. So I tried tough. to give him two other RBs. I tried to offer him Ty Johnson and Devin Singletary, and um Michael Gallup for Patrick Mahomes. But based on name alone, you're not going to do that trade. But look at how you're spreading the points out. Right now, he has Kirk Cousins, right? You know what I'm saying? He has Kirk Cousins, who is putting up numbers. Granted, last week he didn't, but he's putting up numbers. He's putting up points. That offense is moving. He has no running backs. This was last week. You know I don't know. I don't understand why he doesn't make the trade because Mahomes might not play for a week or two more. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's leaving Mahomes, just chilling on his bench, right? But... And I could give him two running backs that he could start. I mean, granted, Frank Gore, but but Devin Singletary is outperforming Frank Gore, and he, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to continue to show that he's going to he's going to have. He's going to gonna be a late. He could be a late league winner. De, he's he, right now. The Bills are in the wild card. They're going to notice that Frank, that Devin Singletary right now is the best running back out of their backfield. Not notice because he was hurt. He They're was going hurt. to notice how much he's going to do. I'm saying he's if, he, do if he can stay healthy, he should be able to surprise uh, surpass Frank Gore as the lead runner for that for that team because he's doing really well. Yeah. When he's healthy, of course. So, you know, like I said, they're in the wild card. They're in the race to go to the playoffs. They're not like in that big of a rebuild mode that we thought about them being. You know what I mean? You got to, you know, they got to need some more weapons on offense a little bit, but they're doing good. So the point is this, is that just based on name alone, you're not going to give up Pat Mahomes for like Devin Singletary, Ty Johnson, and Michael Gallup. Devin Singletary had, had 68% snap share. Yeah, and he's going to just keep so, getting more. It's, I see. It's already going up. He already out-snapped Frank Gore. So, so what I said is that just based off name alone, you're not going to do that trade, but you have to look at where you are spreading the points out for your team. Okay. Or consider you know, it at least. Cause Ty Johnson, before all that, you probably consider him getting you about like 15 points. Devin Singletary, you, you before yeah. what we happened, you know, before last week, this is before you would probably consider him about get you about, and against the giants and you would assume he would get you about 12 to 15 points. Yeah. Devin Singletary, you also going to assume that he's going to give you about 12 to 15 points a game. That's 30 points right there. And then Michael Gallup could easily get you 24 points a game. Could not easily. easily, easily. Excuse <laughs> me. He'll give you 15 to 20 points a game. Fair enough. I, to say. I'll, I'll say 12 to 15 points as well. No, he'll do more, I think, than that. Because he's shown. He's had games where he's had like 20-something more than that. Yeah, but on average. You know, well, because he got been hurt, so his average has gone low. So, but the point is that 
you spread the points out, right? Don't, don't look at it too much by name. Look at what your team needs and where you can spread out all the points. Because, you know, like, all right, if, 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 if I got in three different positions, people giving me like 15 to 20 points or whatever it is like that, instead of just one position of one guy giving me 30 points. And these are positions that I could play. It's not like me where I had so much depth that I couldn't play some of these guys. You know what I mean? That like if it's people that you could play right away, then, then it's a trade worth doing. Look at your team and stuff like that. But based off name alone, he's like, no, I'm not going to get Patrick Mahomes for this. I'm like, yeah, it made no sense to me. No, that's that's the problem sometimes. Some, you know, it's the name bias alone and how much they paid in draft. You know, the draft capital cost that they paid paid up for that player. Sometimes people just refuse. That's that's where you you're, you're, you as a a, a a manager, a fantasy player, that's when you should learn how to adjust. Because yeah. there's some players that, hey, they're bust. You just got to let them go. Let them go solo and just move on. Almost like Melvin Gordon because getting to that it, category. It, 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 well, I, I think Melvin Gordon is different, though. Because he's he getting to that the, category. He, I, he could still... Listen, he didn't play... There's there's a reason why he's underperforming. He he, he wasn't he wasn't participating in off-field, off uh, off-season uh, You're practices. basically going to tell me everything why I'm, to back me up on my point. Yeah, but this is pretty much his preseason. This last four weeks has have been his preseason. Hence why you may think that he just might be a bust for the year, so sell low. Like just, oh, no, no, no. Like you just said, you got, you got to just let it go sometimes, right? And he's getting to that category. I, I, I'll buy I'll buy Melvin Gordon. But he's because getting to that category. By week 10, week 11, he might be in football shape because he's not in football shape. Hence why he's getting to that category. All right, all right. But... Anyway, some players you gotta let go. Maybe Melvin Gordon is yeah, a player he's getting that you to let that go. Category. I'll be interested if you if you're gonna let him go. Hey, talk to me. How do I mean? Hey, uh, what do you want from Melvin Gordon? I know, you know. my boy uh, Alex Gutierrez talking about giving him up. Oh, excuse me, giving him up. Yeah. Damian Damian Williams. That's another one. Like that's a player that you could maybe let go. That one you could I, let go of. I know Lashawn McCoy. He might be in the doghouse because he fumbled again, but. Damian Williams, you know, you paid th- you paid a third round pick, uh, maybe a seventh round pick, maybe second, and second. Oh, some people paid a second round pick for him. Plus, I, I was right on that one. But there's some players that you got to learn and adjust and just let go because if not, they just they're like a big anchor. They just hold you holding you back as a team. And there are players that you could have easily picked up that are giving you points right away. Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins. Christian Kirk, and, you know, we could go on with uh, players. Uh, John U. Smith, he needed a tight end. I, I had O.J. Howard. I ended up picking John U., John U. Smith, and he worked out for me this week. Sometimes you got to adjust and just let go of players. Like, right now, O.J. Howard, I'm most likely dropping right now. So. That's what all-stars do, man. They just That's, adjust the situation. This is a BFP. You know, they just, yep, they just adjust the situations. Uh, Latavius Murray shows. Now, do you think that he's a player that you could play in week in, week out? If you notice, when Drew Brees was playing before he got hurt, Latavius Murray was a factor. Mm-hmm. Once he once he was hurt, and Teddy Bridgewater ended up being the starting uh, quarterback, Latavius Murray was not a factor. Now that Drew Brees is back, yes, he is a player that you could start as an RB three. That's my expectations with him. A mm-hmm. good flex play, but nothing more than that. If Alvin Kamara is healthy, of course. I mean, I think he's shown enough and how good he has done in the past two games with Alvin Kamara out 
that he could be more involved like Mark Ingram was. I think Sean Payton sees that. I think he's a smart coach. I think he's going to see that Latavius Murray has shown that he could definitely be like another Mark Ingram for that team. He could definitely play in week in, week out. No, yeah, there's a possibility there. I, I, I say he's a flex. Next week, my expectation is a flex. You know, the first two weeks that he played, Drew, that Drew Brees was playing, right? He at least was giving you decent amount of points. Not great, but week one, he gave you 10.73 points. Week two, he gave you 8.64. That might change up. It might go up to 12 points. So that's my expectation now. 12 points Just, is about what where I see him. May it maybe he'll be used in the goal line, the red zone area with Alvin Kamara. We'll, we shall see. But my expectation for this week, he's a flex play if Kamara is healthy, and then adjust after this week. I don't know. Like I said, it, against Chicago, he went you know got thirty two points. Yeah, but Chicago still a good defense. As much as it's not the defense that we assume with Chicago to be, it's still a good defense. You know what I mean? You got 32 points? Against Chicago. This is messed up. It says 9.2. No, two weeks ago. Yeah, week seven. Yeah. yeah. No, he had 27 carries for 119 yards and two touchdowns. And he had five receptions for 31 yards. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Are you looking at his standard? (sighs) My bad. Yeah. I was looking at his projected points. Oh, God. Uh, so week one actually he had twelve point seven. I was saying I was like yeah ten other and guys. And then week two he had three point three fantasy points. I do see him around twelve points fantasy points. And um, yeah, I think I think I think I think, and I could be hundred percent wrong, but I think going forward he's a top twenty RB. All right, good upside because I just think Sean Payne is going to recognize about everything he's been doing and just you know he's going to just keep you know unloading him like like I said go by committee like he did with Mark Ingram. Well, they might do that going on forward because when Breeze went down, Av Camaro's usage went way up and then eventually got hurt. So that's something that I see them maybe considering. Latavius Murray, top 20 running back going forward. Hopefully I'm right. Uh, Let's go through the waiver wire worthy. Let's see who's here. Uh, The targets for the waiver wire worthy. Then we're going to talk some basketball talk. So obviously one big one is obviously Jalen Samuels. If this injury to James Conner seems to be anything of significance. I snatched him up in a lot of my leagues. Yes. You'll you'll be that happy if James Conner is out. Uh, I have James Conner too, so it's kind of like bittersweet. Not bittersweet. It's just, it's, ah, you just got to, you know, prepare for this. If James Conner is out, it's good. Uh, So he's a big one to look for. Mark Walton's also a big one as now. uh, This is granted he's not going to be doing that good. It's still, you know, same offense. Mark Walton? It's still a starting running back. It's still a starting running back. I don't care what you say. Mark who? It's still a starting running back. Still a starting running back. You know, sometimes people need that. For who? What team? Huh? The, the Dolphins. Come on, man. You know this. Uh, They're 0-7. That's fine. You're still a starting running back. 5.4 fantasy points. Still Give a me star- Latavius Still a starting running back. I'll trade you Mark Walton for Latavius Murray. No, it's fine. All right. All right. Uh, no, I didn't say he was a good starting running back. Still a starting running back nonetheless, though. Uh, Darius Geis is also somebody that uh, it's it's on the waiver wire. You know, if he gets, um, if he's there, pick him up, you know, because he might be come back to play action sometime after the bye week. So, Somebody you want to pick up? Obviously, you see what the Redskins like to do. Like they like to run the ball. Just yeah. run, 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 run. Look at Adrian Peterson. They He's don't have good, good. They don't have good uh, quarterbacks, so they got to run the ball a little more. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, John U. Smith's another big one, too. I mean, uh, with Delaney Walker missing it, but not even that. Also, it just seems that um, he's gonna he's getting a good rapport with Ryan Tannehill. So uh, it's, I just think he's going to get a couple of some value. But I think Tannehill's going to do good with uh, John U. Smith. Six receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown, 19.8 fantasy points. This is... This is music to my ears. If Delaney Walker misses more time. This is music to my ears. As I, someone that was on the waiver wire as a tight end, giving you this amount of points. He's, yeah. If he's out there, spent a good amount of fab, especially if Delaney Walker is out. Darren yes. Fells is another one, too. Also, that uh, for the Houston Texans, he sees that as all a good report of poor. He's actually averaging only 9.7 points per game, but that also makes him a top. 10. He's a red zone guy. He's a big target for them in the red zone. He's catching all his targets in the red zone. Every single one. Yeah, so, he, yeah. Uh, he be doing these Cinderella moves. What more can you ask for? Deshaun Watson just be spinning and then he yeah. just throws it. Another one is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers just flicks it out of bounds, it looks. Oh, to Jamal Williams? <laughs> to Jamal Williams. Yeah, Moving on. Uh, but yeah, but uh, Darren Fells, another one, if he's still there, definitely look at him. Uh, Trey Carson, I wouldn't put too much into that. It looks like it's going to be a big running back by committee. I still see that possibly that Ty Johnson ends up being the one running away with the job. Possibly. Ty Johnson had a po- uh, potential 40-yard touchdown. That mm-hmm. Got called back. Called back. Yeah, exactly. So I think Ty Johnson. It might have been a different story right now with Ty Johnson. Yeah. I, you know. I think Ty Johnson is still going to be the guy. They, they, I think it's. I think he's going to show to be the better back uh, Trey, than Trey Carson. Maybe they kind of, maybe they use the Giants game because it was such an easy game to see who would be their lead guy standing out. And Ty Johnson looks to be the most uh, talented one out of the backfield, except for J.D. McKissick, of course, being a little bit more veteran. But he's also the change of pace kind of running back. So I think it's okay. I wouldn't panic get on the Ty Johnson people, the people who spent the high wave wire pick on him or a lot of fab like I did. I wouldn't panic yet about him. Uh, also, Raheem Mostart, very good pickup if he's still there. Uh, Matt Breida and Jeff Wilson both, uh, you know, more than likely probably to miss to miss this game. Jeff Wilson with a concussion. Matt Breida with his hurt ankle. Uh, if they do miss it, like I said, they do have the 49ers coming up. So that's going to be a big game if uh, for, the, for them. So Raheem Mostart's could split some work with Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman be the main guy, but Raheem Mostart's be in that mix. So that's a good way where I pick up right there. A couple of wide receivers, Danny Amendola. We mentioned him before in this we uh, in this episode. Yep, he's a player that has been seeing a good amount of targets. He has more targets than Marvin Jones, if you believe it or not, and Kelly Galladay in the last couple of weeks. So he's a guy that you could pick up right now. He had eight catches, one hundred and five yards. It, maybe they have changed the approach in the offense. With you know, with Carryon Johnson, they were really more run focused. Now there might he might be catching those in between passes, underneath catches, passes. So Dami Amendola is someone worth noting. He's only owned about nine percent of rosters right now. He's only owned in ninety percent of rosters. Nine, nine, okay. Nine He's only owned in ninety percent. I mean, yeah, you're definitely gonna find <laughs> them. Definitely gonna find them. <laughs> it's like what? Who, Amendola owned in ninety percent. That's what? Nah, that's not happening. That's not happening. Uh, Maybe De- eventually Who knows Derek Carr is also Another good pickup I'm going to definitely Put some value Into looking for Derek Carr To pick him up I mean he also has A pretty good schedule Coming up against A good number Of uh, 
It's fairly good games for him, Derek Carr. So that's definitely one he wants to pick up. He's been playing well too. Uh, you know, quietly he's been playing really well, Derek Carr. I mean, if you really look about it, he's been doing really well quietly. So. And he has a fair schedule coming up as well. Yeah, that's the best thing I was saying about it. Is that so? Like quietly, uh, depending on what your league's rankings are, he's he's the top twenty quarterback right now. But if you look in a league where uh, touchdown pass touchdowns are like four points, he has like you know. He has a game with 20 points, 29 points the last two games. So it's it's not too bad. And then he has Detroit, Chargers, Cincinnati, Jets, Kansas City. Once you get to the playoff times, it gets a little rough with Tennessee, Jacksonville. But before that, gives you a good stretch of, uh, you know, some solid play there from a pretty decent quarterback, at least a QB, too, that has upside right now with the schedule coming up. So Derek Carr is somebody that uh, it's difficult to trust, but at least has favorable matchups and has been playing well as of late. So... Um, little more confidence than you know. It's it's the best time to trust them now if you're ever going to trust them. Uh, Jalen Samuels, a little update about him will be available this week. Per Mike Tomlin has a clean bill of health. That's a little update about him. Uh, defense. Uh, Cleveland Browns versus yeah. Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco most likely not playing. So he's he's a. Uh, that's a defense you should be able to pick up on waiver wire. Another one is the Seahawks versus the Buccaneers. Yep. Hello. Jets. Jets, although they lost a couple of, you know, they lost, you know, a, a good, a big time player. This is, yeah. Well, Not he, he, he hasn't been doing, player. he hasn't been doing that good. And we got him. Those <laughs> we got him now. What did, what, what Mike, Mike, uh, one of our, one of our employees, they said the other day, he's like, I heard you got a Jets player now. I'm like, we don't have a Jets player. We have a Giants player. He's no longer a Jet player. So yeah, he get got traded. Um, which I don't understand that. He would have been a free agent next year. So whatever. And we need we have a ton of money to spend around. And he's not doing that good. We could probably give him that, that much money. Anyways, it's funny what they write here about the description, about the Jets. They write, step one of streaming defenses in 2019. Pick up the team against Miami. Step two, profit. <laughs> Every that's uh, on NFL.com. Looking at this right now. Every single <laughs> defense and special teams to face Miami has finished top ten against them. But that's just funny. Step one in two thousand nine about defenses. Pay a couple plays Miami. Step two, profit. Profit. <laughs> Deposit your money. Yeah, that's a win win. The Bills going against the Redskins. Another good defense to play for the week. Do you think the Patriots are going to be uh, number one defense against uh, the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, man. I'm I'm so upset that I got to. I have to play Lamar Jackson. You get he's gonna get some points on the ground. Yo. Nick Chubb had a good uh, ground game against the Patriots. He's gonna give you points against the ground. He's gonna give it to you in the ground. He's gonna give you the points. But of course, you're not you're not, you're not playing him with confidence. No, you're not playing with confidence, dude. No. Dude, the Patriots have more points than Cooper Cup, Chris Codwin, Pat Mahomes, Julio Jones. Like, I, I he, they have more. They, I don't get it. I don't get it. The only non quarterback players that have more points than the Patriots are Aaron Jones, Michael Thomas, Aaron Jones, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Austin Eckler. Michael Thomas is the only wide receiver to have more points than the Patriots defense. Everybody else is a running back, but the only wide receiver to have more points in the Patriots defense is Michael. Tom- Patriots defense are currently the ninth best fantasy player of the year. That the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots is going to get a big effing contract. Jesus, the biggest contract ever. Jesus Christ! That defensive coordinator. You know who who's their defensive coordinator? 
Who? Bill Belichick. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bill Belichick is the defensive coordinator. Right, and there's defense, the the coaching staff for for the Patriots in the defensive side. They have a secondary safeties coach, all uh, defensive line coach, inside li- linebacker coach, outside linebacker coach, and a corner coach, cornerback coach. And the guy still never smiles. They don't have a defensive coordinator because it was Mike Flores last year. Yeah, and then they got I forgot the, the he's on the, the Dolphins now, isn't he? Mike Flores, yeah, yeah, he went to the Dolphins, and they picked up someone that used to be the head coach of. Seattle, yeah. Seattle was the defensive coordinator, and then he quit abruptly. Quit in the off season. Well, their old defensive coordinator, who was also pretty good, Matt Patricia is doing pretty good over there in Detroit. So, nah, but Belichick always loses his play, his uh, coaches. He's he's always losing them. But yeah, at this moment, yeah, he's the defensive coordinator, and right now their defense is putting up numbers and performing like one of the better, best defense of all time. It's insane. It's insane. It, it, uh, it's, Bill it, Belichick is going to get a big-ass contract. It's also <laughs> it's also kind of insane to know that, uh, that you know, that we're going, that, that it's going to, um, we're going to see him in the Super Bowl again. They're going to win in the Super Bowl again. Bill Belichick got so tired of losing his defensive coordinator. He's like, listen. I'll just do it myself. Listen, NFL, it's, it's not them. It's me. Yeah, it's not it's me. Look, I'm going to show you guys. Once Seattle, uh, Seattle left, he's like, you know what? He just tied up his bootstraps and he's like, I'm going I'm to get back to work. I'm going to show you how I won the Super Bowls with the uh, New York Giants. Yeah. And that's what he's doing with the New England Patriots. It's, it's just going to, it sucks to see him again. <laughs> it's, right, it's so, right, right. Let's go. Uh, let's just finish up with some basketball talk. Uh, let's just, you know, to quickly wrap it up before the show is going on. I'll tell you what. Basketball. Just, or a basketball We're song. We can finish it up. Basketball. Ball. What's up? Uh, it's fun as a New York Knicks fan to see uh, R.J. Barrett do really well. He's doing really well so far. I mean, you know, uh, so far, you know, he's been playing. Uh, he's getting 20 points, 20.5 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and two steals per game. He's doing really well so far. He became just the fifth Knicks rookie to just tally at least 15 points, 15 rebounds, and five dimes in a game. So uh, it's really good to see R.J. Barrett doing as well as well as he is, which is, uh, you know, we um, that's what we wanted. We wanted, you know, somebody who could be a rising star in the league. And it's it, so far he's doing really well. Yeah, he's doing good. Uh, he's looking promising. You know, we're Knicks fans, so we're hoping for the better with the Knicks. Although they're not getting those wins, those W's right now. They're one in three. Right. You know, no, yeah, they're one and three. I mean, but that's fine. We're not, we're, you know, I, we're not looking to be a big win team. I still think we could be a thirty win team this season, not for nothing. I still think we can win about thirty team, thirty games. I think it's out of the you know realms of impossibility. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's something, it's something to look upon. Good. Uh, so, anything standing out for you so far in the NBA with anybody? Uh, Gilgis Alexander, he's doing good with the Oklahoma City Thunder's nineteen points, nine rebounds on Sunday. The, the rookie, John Morant, he's looking good. He's looking like he could be the rookie of the year if if Zion misses a, a good Or R.J. Barrett. Nah, man. Uh, you got to look at you got a lot of season left, doggy. R.J. Barrett's doing did, really did good. You, John Morant, is, uh, he's looking good. He's looking good, man. You got to see his game. You saw that uh, he, he was scoring really good against the Nets, and he gave up that pass. 
for to to Crowder, Jay Crowder, and Jay Crowder made made the game winning bucket. It, it shows a lot uh, of the type of player he is because he could have easily tried to force a shot like Kyrie Irving does <laughs> and missed or maybe try to you know get get all the props but he 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 did the better the you know he he did the the good decision as a basketball player to do is give it to the wide open player mm-hmm. and Jay Crowder made that shot and they got the W for that he he's looking good I like him a lot RJ Barrett of course he's looking promising but right now I know there's only a couple of games John Morant right now is leading the rookie of the year Let's talk about some players that you could probably find at the waiver wire uh, for the NBA. Some guys you could start picking up because, you know, there's a lot, you know, most leagues, they have about seven acquisitions per week. So some guys you want to maybe pick up and fill. Uh, one big guy, of course, you know, us being Knicks fans, you know, but this is true. Uh, Alfred Payton, definitely worth a pickup. Uh, you know, uh, he started both of the games this past weekend. He's had nine steals on the season so far. So if you're definitely looking to beef up your steals column, Nine steals on the season for Alfred Payton. He's definitely somebody you want to go and pick up. Uh, he seems to play more of the role of the pure point guard over that team. I think ever since he shaved off that whole entire like 12 pounds on the front of his head, now that he's actually getting to be able to see the ball a little more and see, you know play more defense, it looks. You know, I mean, he was always pretty good, but he's doing well. Uh, and also, given that Devin Smith Jr. has been struggling and also hurt, uh, Payton could you know keep uh, being on the rise and moving up. You know. Another player is Jonathan Isaac. Uh, if you're looking for the block category, in the first three games, he played eight blocks. That's great. He hasn't been giving you good points, but against the Raptors, he scored 24 points. So he's on the up and up. He, he's a second-year player or third-year player, I believe. Yeah, I think he's a third-year player. Uh, he's getting more minutes this year. And if you're looking to dominate your block category for your weak matchup, He's a good ad. He's only owned forty two point three percent in ESPN leagues. Uh, I, I've I've said this guy. I was happy that I drafted him. I drafted him with my last pick in the draft in our twelve team draft that we had, and he's doing well. And I'm happy I have him. And uh, he's only owned in two point four percent of leagues. But if you definitely need a little more offense, a little mean more, a little more three pointers, this guy Brian Forbes doing well. 36 points and seven three-pointers through his first two games as the starting shooting guard for the Spurs. He is a starting shooting guard for the Spurs. He belongs in the shooting specialist here at this position. He's doing well. Seven three-pointers and 36 points between his first two starts. Yeah, give me some Brian Forbes. You know, I'm happy I drafted him. Last pick of my draft and I took him. So uh, he's somebody you could definitely look and play. That is awesome. That is very awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets are looking to trade Le'Veon Bell, by the way, before the 4 p.m. deadline. I just I just got the update just right what? now. What? They're looking to trade Le'Veon Bell. What? That's that's news. Adam Gase never wanted him. He never wanted him. Never wanted him. That's crazy. Gotta send this out into the chats right now. But go Whoa, ahead. Tell me basketball. Who else? Who's gonna no one's gonna trade for him unless they're gonna give up a third round pick. Maybe a third round pick. What will you give up for Le'Veon Bell? I give up a third round. Depending if it's a team ready to win now. Like, if I was the Houston Texans, I'd do it. Texans? If I was the Chiefs, I'd do it. The Chiefs? The Chiefs are not going to give him up. They're not going to do it. It's if not I, the Chiefs. If I was the Chiefs, if I was the Texans, there's a couple of teams out there that are probably going to need to run. Patriots. No, God. <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't see no one uh, biting. He, he's not going to be traded. No one's going to trade for him. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I'm about to make a trade for my fantasy football right now. <laughs> do it, do it. I I think uh, wh- whatever team he lands, he's gonna do better because Adam Gase' offense just sucks. 
I just I just got that update just now. Adam Gates often sucks. You heard me correctly. All right, so uh, who else do you see on the basketball waiver wire? Uh, another guy that I see over here with the basketball waiver wire, uh, Justin Winslow might be somebody that you know would be somebody that you would want to see. Uh, Winslow's average seven dimes and averaging eight point eighteen point five points per game, ten rebounds per game during his first two appearances. Uh, Butler's looking to come back. He hopefully is going to play tonight. It looks like Butler, but I still see um, Winslow's being able to still be involved over there. Uh, he can move to the power forward spot also as a small forward. So um, he's definitely somebody you want to look at. Only only thirty seven percent of ESPN leagues. If you're looking for a player that to, uh, to give you points, just points, and maybe a couple of rebounds here and there and a couple of steals, T.J. Warren, last week, uh, the last game he played, he played against the Pistons. He gave you 19 points with five steals. I think that was like his career high. Uh, and five rebounds. Uh, he's a player that you can pick up if you're looking for uh, a wingman to provide you some points. He's only on like a 60% of the leagues too. Yeah. Anyone else? Joe, uh, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, he's most likely owned. He's owned 64.6. He's high there, but he gives you, he provides you pretty much points in every category. He's a guy that gives you a, a good handful of assists, not, uh, rebounds, and steals with a couple of points. I know he's low on points right now because his minutes have gone down, but he could, he could break out and give you a good 12 points with, you know, and just – Fill up the categories. Sometimes you just need someone to fill up the stat sheets for you. If you're looking also, like you said, to fill up the stat sheet for you, look at somebody to fill up a couple more stat sheets. Uh, Frank Kaminsky. This is the thing about him. Now, he's only only 0.9%, and it's for a reason. He's not the most, you know, Salu. He's not the most, like, you know, sexiest name, Salu. Again, he's not the most sexiest name out there, the biggest name out there. But the point is that with with DeAndre Ayton being out for a large amount of time, uh, it's opened up a lot of roles there in Phoenix, and he's played 62 minutes, and while and he had tallied up 37 points and 19 rebounds in the two games ever since Deontay Aiden, DeAndre Aiden was sidelined. So, uh, you know, he's not going to give you too much defense stuff, but he's definitely going to probably put up some points and some blocks, maybe an assist here and there. So somebody you want to look at is Frank Kaminsky, somebody that might be worth considering it, you know? Yeah, uh, he's worth uh, – someone that just came out of surprise uh, – Jackson Hayes. I don't know if this just is a fluke game that he played against the Warriors, but his first game he played, he collected 19 points. He gave you three rebounds, one assist, one steal, and a block in 24 minutes. He had a superb debut against against uh, the Warriors, and Derek Favors was out. So we got to monitor. If Derek Favors is going to be out with a knee, this guy yeah. seems like he's an explosive player that gives, provides you points, especially with the Pelicans who are, you know, in the rebuild mode at the moment. We're going to definitely try to do some more of the fantasy basketball talk. And I, I see episodes remaining just about fantasy basketball going forward. We're going to try to give you more of the day with that. This said funny about my boy Alex Gutierrez, who I talked about a trade because in the same league where I have Tyreek Hill, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas. And I told him, like, what's up? You want to trade for Le'Veon Bell? And he goes like, and he goes like, nah, no more trades for you unless I can't refuse. He goes, send me an offer and some narcotics. He's like, if Bell gets, because he's a Jets fan. He goes, if Bell gets traded, I'm going to need some horse tranquilizer, some real heavy stuff. <laughs> In our practice squad chat, uh, you know, oh, Matthew Davids, he's a big time Baltimore Ravens fan. He lives in uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He posted up the the, the, puzzle, the news. Yeah. Everyone's laughing, yeah. and he said they lost the receipt. <laughs> 
<laughs> they lost the receipt. <laughs> you can't return him. Nope, you can't return nah, him. Someone said he needs to go to a good team, and Juan, the special Juan, said Steelers make sense. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. So that's all that we have here. It is time for this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau Podcast. As always, hit us up at BNB Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Rate us, review us. Uh, tell us what you like about us and what you don't like. We're open to all suggestions. We're open to all questions, and we take good constructive criticism. Party people, success in the less. Peace out, BFA. See you later. See you later this week. Peace.